Welcome to Love is the Author. It's our maiden voyage with high-tech gear, sitting next to my partner, Lacey Dillsmore. High-tech gear brought to you by your family? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's a good story. I, um, I thought I really want to maybe ask that I had a birthday, and I was thinking, God, what do I, like... People are going to ask, what do you want? What do you want? And Although that doesn't <clears throat> happen so much as you get older. No, it doesn't. <laughs> in some ways, I'm frozen in time at 13. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is already fun. It's so nice to not have to share a phone. We did the whole first season. Share everything else. It's nice not to share something. <laughs> <laughs> including a mine. Oh my god, can you imagine we were sharing a phone literally? Like <laughs> fighting actually... over text. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. Um yeah, so so I was thinking, oh, you know, I guess I could just ask like people to maybe throw in what they can toward a fund of getting this gear. Are you? What are you Jamie's laughing at? Go find me for his podcast. <laughs> I said, "Can we save that for yeah. like when somebody breaks their arm?" <laughs> right. <clears throat> um, and because I was already in cahoots, it's crazy to to press the record button on this. Like considering Darren was always the person to hit the record button on mm. this exact device. And uh, well, maybe I should finish the story anyway. So, so. So yeah, I I came with this idea and I was like, oh, this is great. And then actually, no, no, I thought maybe I'll start a GoFundMe. Right? <laughs> it was like, yeah, hey, no, you I know, people joking. like people might throw in like it. Which just, I have to say, I love his confidence. I really do. I really like to think that that's great. You love my confidence. Yeah, that you feel like. You, I just believe people. Yeah, you believe. Yeah, you believe people. It really is that, and yeah, people. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, there seems to be an audience for this, and, and I thought it'd be a fun thing. So I, I had this brilliant idea. I come home after dropping off the kids, and, and I tell Lacey like, "Hey, I'm gonna start this GoFundMe thing." And little did I know, but she had already put together this whole thing with my family. She had like written each of them and said like, Hey, I really want to help Jamie get podcast gear. Cause I think that's like the only thing that, well, what is, what was your experience doing that? We, no, I, I'm, we I'm don't point into the mic. I'm like, <laughs> talk into the mic. Well, and I, I spend time. This is unrelated. I spend time thinking about my answers a lot and I often like look up at the sky I don't like to answer things quickly so I'm that's probably not great for podcasts so I have to learn how to fill space until I come up with what feels right but anyway um yeah no I just I knew like we don't we don't need anything you don't need anything right we have we have enough Mm -hmm. and I just really I I just knew that this is what you wanted and so I come home with this big idea. I'm like, I'm about to announce on Instagram a GoFundMe. I'm going to re- release my my uh, Venmo. And just if anybody wants to throw in, we'll just see what happens. You know? And she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And she had already written all my family and had this like thing going on. And here I come in like from a side door, like just steamrolling the whole thing, <laughs> taking away its specialness. <laughs> it's like a week before I even turn. It was maybe two weeks before. I don't know. But she put this whole thing together. It was incredibly sweet. And she knew exactly. And we're, we're sharing information. I guess that's like a very common thing that's happening now is that it can't even be called synchronistic because it's like it feels in all sincerity like sharing one mind right and and you know i that's a good moment for me too because i i can get really caught up or i have like my whole life i've gotten really i'm like gift giving is like my one of my love languages um and it's one that i'm not i don't really care for anymore um, yeah. So it was good for me to let go of like this plan of this surprise and 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 really just She's fa- like, falling in love with my own thought around it and knowing that my thought around it really was the most important thing and it didn't matter how it revealed itself. Yeah. And she let me know that I just fucked everything up. And please don't do that Venmo announcement thing because your family's giving all that they can toward this thing and remain it remain special. Like let let it feel special and let it feel like it's a thing that let it be a thing. Let it be a thing without fucking with it. Yeah, and I really was like, listen, we don't the one that we don't have is great health insurance, so save it for when somebody breaks their leg or right. some shit. Right. That's actually and that's a fun thing to talk about also is just what health insurance has been for us has largely been what we eat. Yeah. How we eat. Like. How, how we ingest everything. Information, right. food. Yeah. It's synchronizing body and mind to uh, bring about the best result in everything. Right. Yeah, it's what we've been talking about lately, which is mindfulness. Mindfulness is literally the foundation for everything in life, including a well body. Yeah. You're turning me up. I'm turning you up, yeah, because you're very (laughs) soft-spoken. You move around the microphone a little bit, and it's like this, this spot is like the... Yeah, we're working it out, folks, in real time. So, yeah, I mean... In one of Chogam Trumpa's books, um, which is the heart of the Buddha, I believe that was the one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where he basically says that all forms of illness, all forms of disease and illness come from a lack of mindfulness, which immediately like, hold up. No, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yes, he did. (laughs) And I like it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, and, and it's a thinker, certainly, and it may be a slow roller and it may be a way homer, like you may get on the way home. Or res- be resistant to it. <laughs> right. Right. But it's one of those where you, 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 you think like, yeah, I guess, you know, the actions that I take, the places that I go, what am I breathing what am I being fed? What am I 
what am I ingesting in the mind? What am I ingesting in the body? And how long have I been in control of that? Not that long. We were fed things when we were young. There's a whole lot of information coming out about some of the things that were healthy, that were deemed as being healthy. It's like a joke now, you know? And, and so we're learning more about everything. And on some level, I think that that can also suck to have so much information because then it's like the grocery store, you know, like, the cereal aisle. How do I find one box of cereal out of all of this? And do you ever, I don't know. I mean, like the, the common thing I think for most of my life was like, like what my kids are like, which is they really spend time trying to make a decision about a meal because it almost feels like this is the only meal that will ever happen. Like there's this thrust of like, like, I want to get this right. Not yeah. thinking about, hey, this is just a meal of many meals. You know, and it's it's not the only time you're going to eat the nest in Ohio. <laughs> it's not the only, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's just like so dire. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> and I guess on the flip side of that even, see, we can flip everything around. On the flip side of that, it's kind of beautiful because it's almost yeah, like, oh, this is the last meal. Yeah. This may be the only meal, though I don't think my kids are in touch with that. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or are they? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Do you want to... Um, well, and, and I... And the, so the mindfulness thing, I think also like... Because there's so many cereal options. Yeah. And we have to choose... Oh, you're good. <laughs> we have to choose. We have to mindfully choose an option, but there's so many options. So I think it's also like, it's also utilizing intuition. You know, it's like. Well, how do you do that? I mean, how do you utilize intuition? What would you say if I, if I was a layman? There has to be a, a, like kind of like a continuous uh, clearing, uh, decluttering of your stuff, like your baggage and and how much you are taking in in a day. You know, like meditation can help me discern <clears throat> first what information is my own versus somebody else's. And, and it's also a place where I can declutter and go through the rest of my day having, um, more of a direct access to that place in me that, that knows with a capital K and mindfulness, certainly they, they have, they kind of have to go when I'm present, there's my intuition is just, it's. Oh, so these two work together. I think so. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a, no, it's a great point to make. So intuition is most likely only possible by being completely present. Because everything else is based in the past or the future. Although I guess intuition is a little, there's a bit of a future feel to intuition on some level. So I, we But the future is now. Right. 
Right. So, so it's fair. It's fair ball. Right. Right. Like I think a lot of people have intuition and it's like being honest, you Mm. know, we withhold being honest or vulnerable in a moment, which is like we connected to our intuition, but we withhold it because we're afraid of what's going to happen in the future. And so that's when like being out of the moment disrupts something that's really sacred, which is like an intuitive feeling in a moment that could lead to saying something that could be really important for a relationship. I think intuition also, if it's not yielding something good, then it may not get, get billed as intuition. It's sort of like karma, how most people think about Yield karma. Yield something like quickly. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's very one-sided karma, I think. Um, most people are talk about karma from the negative point of view. Like, oh, this is a karma. This is karma. Her karma. Oh, I got really bad karma, I guess, you know. Is it just that we're not having that many windfalls in life to not say, oh, this is extraordinarily good karma? Because I feel like the first time I ever heard anyone call something good karma was was Vic, who used to say, it's extraordinarily good karma to be born as a human. Just the action of being born as a human is the ripening of karma for eons, at least within Buddhism. And then finding a teacher or finding somebody that can show you some quality of your mind is really extraordinarily good karma. But I used to hear him say that all the time, and I think I was mostly used to the branding of karma being bad. And much like intuition, I think we want to use intuition to get something. And when we're doing that, what part of us is actually using intuition? Is that the content part of the personality part? Or is it, you know, this is very, like... Yeah, this is all ego. I mean, the ego wants to, like, the e- like the ego is going to see bad karma. It's going to see the mistakes that we made. It's like our minds are very... Um, they're not naturally pessimistic, but they've been, I don't know, culturally developed that way or or ancestrally developed that way, but they're, it's, you know. It's, a lot of times we're trained to stay away from things that are actually could be really beneficial. We're trained to stay away from harm and how beneficial has harm been. I mean, not ca- catastrophic harm. But how beneficial has it been to be in pain to see how rich and meaningful life is when we're well? Right, right. And we're not, we're, wait, what did you just say? We're, um, what was it you just said? I think I said we're, we're trained early on to stay away from things that are, that could be oh, beneficial. Yeah, and, and trained to be moved towards things that we think are beneficial, which are money and right. stuff. False security. Yeah. And yeah. So this is all like ego. Like the ego wants the intuit used intuition to get something. Uh, yeah. The ego is like oh, this is like bad karma. That I that feels ego to me. I'd have to spend more time on why, but mm-hmm. I think the development of the negative mind is 
is a is a is a keeping the me alive, keeping the I alive, like the negative I think keeps the the ego alive more. Yeah, the struggle of life. Is it possible to let go of the struggle of life and still yield meaning? Still relate to each other. Right. I hope so. Yeah. It seems to be the thing that, I mean, I was talking about today. Um, well, it's not either or. That's the problem. Right. Right. I was talking today um, with someone in session and pointing out the, uh, you know, you can tell, you can tell if somebody's having a quality of life later on because of the ease in which they move, mm-hmm. you know? Like, do they seem to glide? Are they yeah. having an ease about themselves? Or is it just a struggle, an uphill like John battle? Dennis. <laughs> it's crazy you say that because I saw, the, I saw a crazy thing today. I saw John Dennis. <laughs> Local favorite. Uh-huh, with, with uh, Hayden uh, having a conversation Aww. out in front. I know. And I was like, this is a snapshot that, you know, there's, there's uh, a guy in town named Hayden who has this this uh, Instagram page called small time citrus. And it basically is just the place that makes fun of everything in town, especially, you know, uh, spiritual stuff or people who transplants. Yeah. Transplants people who are not local and sort of, and he does it in this way that doesn't seem to leave anyone out, including himself. Yeah, And it's a, it's the kind of thing I, I um I was getting my hair cut the other day at the barbershop and and uh and I had learned that Brenton said something like he had he had given Hayden a free haircut so that he would make a meme about him. That's great. I thought so. I love Brenton. Wait, okay, go back to John Dennis right? okay. so I don't want to get on up. So about. John Dennis Oh, no, they were just talking. Oh, I saw them, cute. and you just bring him up. Yeah, but tell me, what, what well, about John he, Dennis? Well, John Dennis seems like... I Wait, mean, hold of on. Course. Who's John Dennis? John Dennis oh. is this this super hippie-looking dude, like direct 1967, like deadhead, like long hair, big beard. Artist, just amazing artist. Totally. No, I mean, he's just like such a good person. He's a really good person, and and he comes from a a background of like real estate and all this stuff. And he said goodbye to all of that, like this this like almost like succession style thing of being passed down. Like, uh, here's what you're going to be, and he stepped into it. And he's like, can't do it, and so he stepped out of that, and he's been an artist creating. Sam Roberts, L.A. Look him up on Instagram. He has amazing vintage. And anyway, he just seems like somebody who's. And of course, this is an assumption and a judgment, but in my experiences with him, he seems like somebody who's just like d- t- not taking shit too seriously, like kind of just gracefully being himself. Yeah. And he's older, you know, he's in his, I don't know, 50s or something. Yeah, I think he's like 50 or something like that. But yeah, and he's he he's the real, 
he's really a real person. He pays attention to a lot of details. He's very stoned, <laughs> but he he pays attention to detail a lot. Like you Listen, would think, things get by people who are stoned, and that's just not true. No, I think being stoned is really. I'm really oh God, starting yeah. to respect stoners. <laughs> I am. I think it's, it's about like, fucking time. It's an amazing. I have a really difficult time with marijuana, and I think it's a really strong psychoactive. And, oh, that it is. And to move through what marijuana can do to you, like the paranoia and the rapid thinking and the the creativity, and it's like, it's all really, I mean, it feels fast sometimes. I just think that it's... I think it's brave uh, for me because I have difficult experiences with it, but I think it's like, I think it's brave to work with. Well, this is on brand with what, how we began. I mean, if you're, you, I mean, if you're not, if you're obviously, if you're sitting around fucking wait, but that, that has nothing to do with the weed. Like, I don't think, but yeah, yeah but this I is like think. what we were talking about earlier, being trained to stay away from things that could be beneficial. Like weed is like, I don't know if there's been worse branding yeah. of of a of a well, of an indigenous that. plant, you know. There hasn't been like a stronger branding campaign of evil yeah. applied to any plant more than marijuana and and you know, it is not one of those things that seems to it's you know, long like long standing in film and whatever there's always like the Brad Pitt true romance true romance what true river true true romance um role where he's just like hey hey and that's what it, that's what was long branded with it sort of a Cheech and Chong Cheech and Chong got a lot of shit done I don't know if you ever watch those movies but they're doing shit they're not just sitting around passing around Twinkies they're yeah playing gigs they're it's really, for me, it's been Joe Rogan, which you probably hear a lot of, if I'm on the episode, you're going to hear a lot about Joe Rogan because I just have such respect for him. But yeah. he, I just think he's got a really great relationship with that stuff. You and introduced me to Joe Rogan. I mean, not literally, but you, 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 like oh, that was right. not on my fucking radar at all. Like yeah. podcasts were not, oh. when we started dating, like podcasts were not in my life. Huh. I was going to the library and renting yeah you were stillness speaks and like i was renting all these books on cd pema children uh retreats that had been recorded and stuff like that i i I was thinking about that the other day like the care i know you know it's really cute no i mean like like i lived in sierra madre which is a little mountain town and it took about 10 or 15 minutes to get to like the big public library in pasadena and beautiful library huge place and that i would drive myself there and use my library card (laughs) yeah you know and and i want to that's a good thing to bring up actually is just like how fucking lonely this road was when i started yeah there was no one to talk to about this stuff you you don't i just want to make sure you don't need to finish whatever we start talking about john dennis yeah, John, the, well, you were talking, we were talking about, about weed and... No, 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 you were talking about, like, when you see people who are older... Oh, yeah, and moving with grace. Well, that's what I, I said, moving with grace. But you were... I just want to make sure you didn't miss a topic that you wanted to talk about. That's all. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, just bringing up that, like, 
if you're living a if you're living a good life, I think that it finds you late in your years also. You know, and that is a part of the mindfulness something thing. Ca- it's like something to count on. Yeah, and I think that... Yeah, most you, of the spiritual path is not immediate gratification. No. <laughs> it's not at all. Right. Which ties into the lonely thing. Yeah. Sure. No, I was just thinking about certain people like... I mentioned this person on uh, Mystical Cynical, but this the doctor, um, the pediatrician that was a pediatrician of my kids that was... Um, Dr. Fleiss, who is now passed, but Heidi Fleiss's uh, father, Heidi Fleiss, the Hollywood madam. <laughs> and he would walk in the room. The first time I ever met him, he walked in the room and I could see everyone that he'd ever helped, like just like dust coming off of his body. Like he just moved so gracefully. He spoke so intentionally. And then he kind of glided out of the room. And there's so many people that are like that where it's just there's a grace that starts long, that starts somewhere back in the story. Like, it's not something that you hope to meet later on in life. It's something you're cultivating now. You know, it's the same thing with health. I mean, what we started out talking about here is having mindfulness around what you eat, where you go, what you put in your body, including ideas. And over time... Staying on top of that leads to a future that is more ideal, that seems to have less disagreements with the body. And, I mean, it just seems to be the case. My, my stepfather, um, DZ, is like this surfer artist guy. This dude, I, saw, I went and visited him like six years ago. He took off his shirt and it was like, like a young man's ripped chest. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Put that thing away. And it was just like, that's somebody who has been surfing. He's, I know how he eats. He eats salad. He'll eat tri-tip. He doesn't eat junk. And he smoked a, a bunch of weed while being a surfer artist. And he uses his body a, a lot, too. He uses his body, yeah, exactly. He was like a caretaker of land. And just in great shape and kind of moving through life without like, oh, and I need this. Oh, and I need this to get here. Oh, and, I, and I, I'm the king of needing things to get from one point to another. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me get my beverages sorted. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and all that. <laughs> and nothing much has changed. But, but here I am, and I just got, my brother got me a, a Everly Well. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Everly Well test. Food sensitivity food test. Sens- right. And and that was my birthday present, which is a great present. And thank you, Ben. And uh, I'm talking to you through a podcast. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> we okay. don't talk. Yeah, okay. So there's a nod to Ben Carpenter. Yeah. Um, built by Carpenter on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, he got me this gift. And I did the blood thing, which was a little harder than I thought. They make you like squeeze your blood sample into uh, five circles. And, uh, and it illustrates things very simply. And of course, like, fucking here comes a man. Like, oh, yeah, I got this thing. You want me to aim this thing in here? And like, and, and just the part of me that doesn't want to read fucking instructions. Oh, yeah. And so by the time I pricked my finger, 
I'm like, why isn't much blood coming out? And then there's this whole thing about like, hey, you know, wash oh, yeah. your, I, I washed my hands ahead of time, but I didn't like massage them. It said to like yeah. do all this like rubbing of the hand. Instant and, gratification. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So, so prick your finger, get blood and then drop it in the thing. Got it. And not much blood's coming out. And then there's this technique. And so, so while it's, it says after you prick your finger, sort of rub your hand like like you're masturbating, I guess, your finger or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and so I finally got, but it was a lot of blood um, because I'm I'm just dripping. And I'm. it says not to touch the paper. Anyway, I do this whole thing. I finally get it right. Lacey's drawing. She's painting David Byrne while the... <laughs> You can Byrne find David thing. Byrne on Instagram. <laughs> At David Byrne official. <laughs> like we have to Instagram everybody. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, so long story short, I sent it in. I just got the test results. Was it today? Yesterday. Yep. Yesterday, I got the test results, and it's basically like nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I have not no surprised. food sensitivities, and I've been like ignoring. I've been ignoring gluten, though. I've been ignoring gluten for a long time. No, I mean, not stringently, not since the last few years where no I really fucking woke up. <laughs> you have not been ignoring gluten. No, no, no. No, not in the last year or two, but, or yeah. the last year. But before that, our whole relationship was a gluten-free deal. And and I'd, I'd been doing that since 2011, gluten-free. I mean, I lost 80 pounds in a year going gluten-free and vegan. And going for walks, and that was it. Eighty fucking pounds in a year. And uh, oh, trigger warning! <laughs> I lost eighty <laughs> pounds in a year. <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah, I, th- I think you're supposed to do the trigger warning beforehand. Yeah, they're not yeah, going to be many triggers, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, so I'd been keeping up with the gluten free thing, and and the way that it was shown to me, I think it was Food Inc was the film, the big film in 2010 or 2009 that came out. And I, I saw this film and it was basically talking about the mass production of wheat, that there is no original seed anymore of wheat, especially in this country. And it's all been sort of... Well, now glyphosate. That's in See, and there's all kinds of... Right. And there's all... Right. From Roundup. Okay, there but you I go. But I won't right. keep going. Right. No, but basically that. And, and <laughs> it was like wheat isn't wheat anymore. Yeah. It's some... Um, homogenized some some just far distant relative of what it used to be and so i'm like well i don't want that anymore because it it doesn't have the nutritional value and it's like unconscious food man is fucked with food we've we've ruined crops and all in the name of saving a buck and that's yeah is that what these these companies need is to save more money to make more money well then yeah so anyway, so that's a part of the thing of like paying attention to intent, like what are you ingesting? Right, and I and I've taught that to the kids since very early on. Of like, hey, you got to think about: does this company care whether you live or die? I don't know if Reese's gives a shit whether you know you you. By the way, I had some Reese's recently. And it was fucking great. I know we went to. Well, okay, this is good. It's fine. Just whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we went to. We, I took the kids to McDonald's and we do that, you know, once in a while because they're still fucking kids and they can have McDonald's. But I, I did was, you know that? 
that the kids can still have McDonald's everyone <laughs> that tiger <laughs> I, we, I was gonna get him water and I was and she's like oh do you want a water bottle and I was like yeah and then I was like oh wait tiger you don't like we don't like Dasani right and he was like no no no, no. like he won't he won't drink Dasani <laughs> oh, right. because, because it has Coca-Cola and has like you know, it has a chemical in it that he says is allegedly allegedly, allegedly. linked to a poison or something <laughs> oh, yeah, so Coca-Cola is poisoning us with water but I like but I I, I I'm part of that, I feel like, because I've shunned away from dishonesty. Yeah, for no, a long time. of course. Of course. That's great. So most of the food doesn't have nutritional value anymore and and most of the stuff that's just mass grown. And so why organic and even organic is it's suspect because you can get away with being organic. I'm still a huge fan of organic. Me too. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. but so and that's a part of the thing is food and buying it and buying organic why we do that is not it's not some definitive thing of like right and wrong it's what we gravitate towards of like purity and that's a part of the spiritual path also is just like how do i whittle things down to their most simplest to keep the channel clear yeah this is a body that's an antenna it's an antenna for receiving messages from the cosmos I mean, among other things, it's holding life. This is a vessel that's holding life. And so why wouldn't I want to take care of it as much as possible? And also, don't think that I don't trash my body a little bit still. Like I'm not, this isn't some perfection within the system of just like stringent asceticism. Asceticism, that's it. (laughs) Because if you become too strict with like if you became too strict with diet and obsessive of diet then there's there's a there potentially is a relationship with your mind that is dysfunctional like you, you overly self-conscious or I'm adjusting my mic again um you know then your mind can be too hypervigilant and then your mind is what did you just find out hypervigilant means? Overwhelmed. Well, I that was related to attention. There's like... I, What's hypervigilance in relation to attention? Okay, so there's this great psychiatrist on... <clears throat> at Joe Rogan on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's great. She... Or she was great. Fine. I don't know. I didn't listen to the whole thing. But she was talking about... Focus and attention, and I struggle with that, as I many of us do, and dyslexia. Um, but she was talking about there's, I think it was three kinds of attention, and one of them, like I thought that I, or sometimes I feel like I'm attention deficit, which I am, whatever. But she was talking about there's a attention there's hypervigilance. So your attention is kind of on everything. You're focused on everything. And that's hypervigilance within attention is being Yeah. A- and so your attention I I guess is and I'm terrible at like reporting back information that I hear because my memory is not great because probably because my attention is bad. <laughs> but um but she, but that's my experience so often is I feel like, and I've really had to figure out some boundaries with that, but I feel like I'm really hypervigilant of my surroundings. And I'm, I'm sure some of that was 
Doesn't that of cause anxiety? Childhood, but f- yeah. That's the idea behind anxiety. But then right? I started working in treatment at 21 years old and I was super hyper vigilant because I went through crisis early on working in that field and I was like always and dealing with 50 people at once and like managing people and like very like worried that everybody's okay and yeah yeah it can create anxiety but I'm but that's again that's still something I'm responsible for but it was just helpful hearing that there's this type of attention that is like it's it's attention gone wild yeah, and it can be good sometimes, like when you're driving, you know. Right, right. You, you no, need that. Me. You yeah. need that full focus of everything. <clears throat> right, right. But when you're in a Where room with at. people, like you know, like you and your mom have been like, Lacey, like you don't need to worry about everybody. Oh, right. And right. that was such a big moment for me, even though I knew that to hear from people I respect and like, you just don't need to take care of everybody. Like everybody's fine. Yeah, it's a relief if you can actually uncondition yourself enough to yeah to do that and how's that going <laughs> it's it that was a really really I don't know why it was like I had known that about myself and I'm sure it was feedback that I'd heard before but I think that's what our early podcasts were like there was traces of that in there where you were worried about me leaving um, certain things unexplained. And you're like, well, we got to make sure that they know. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, Do you want to totally. apologize publicly for that now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, and I, I, listen, yeah, you, yeah. And sometimes that's good, but like most of the time, it, you know, it happens with the fucking dog. It's like I'm like so overly concerned that she's like happy all the time and my my attention is so on her that I really forget about myself and, and there um, you're you're not in mindfulness anymore in that moment you're right, in, you're in right, dog dogfulness right 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 so it 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 yeah it requires boundaries like it mm-hmm. requires internal like internal and external boundaries which I'm like really finding out I'm not great at Although there's like, I guess there's components in my life where I've been successful at setting boundaries, but it's something I'm like definitely practicing. So yeah, it's going... The wording would be, I haven't been good at that, but I'm getting better. And you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I My only hesitancy is like, on some level I've been good at that because of my success in the field. Like I, I know that I've had, I've had to have some really strong sort of boundaries work, working in the field that you and I have worked in and being successful at that. Like I was very successful at that. And so I know that I had some relationship with boundaries, but I'd have to sit down and like figure out what those specific boundaries were. But, um, but, but just not like, yeah, not worrying about everybody. I mean, it's. It's like this weird. Well, what it would be, what it would look like is Lacey would be, she would be thinking about what it must be like for a person in the room. Right. And she'd be wrapped up in that and believing on some level of like just praying to this altar of that's what's happening with this person. And right. And then, and then, if it doesn't get attended to what that must be like for them if they when they leave the room and then go back into their life without having this resolved 
and doing that with everyone in a room. And I think it was like Mike Coulter who recently, didn't he like say something? Mike Coulter is not on Instagram, <laughs> so we can't. <laughs> but he's on Facebook. Yeah. Um, he, I think he like, he like yelled at me like in the most loving way, I think when he was over. Do you remember that? He was like, I can take care of it if I need it or something like that. And it was like so beautiful. It was coming from like the best person who could do that to me. And it was so loving and it was like perfect. It was like exactly. Remember when I used to swish all the time? Yeah. But there's also people who really like my caretaking. Like Darren loves that I constantly bring him glasses of water when he's over here. And I like yeah. that about myself. No, I do too. But I guess but that's, that's fine. That's, no, that's a fine use of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bringing not, somebody water is not, not like thinking. Oh that my he's god, like, he's gonna commit suicide when he leaves here because like <laughs> this thing is yeah. undone in no. them. And like, what does this say about the rest of his life? And, oh my like, god, it's really the deal. And I have to say this to you. This isn't really for the audience, but I'm so excited Put about it. Put your hand over I'm the mic. Tell you now that. The recent episode. Okay, everybody needs to listen to the episode of Jewel on Joe Rogan that just came out. It's fucking incredible in terms of mental health, and it's so beautiful. But they talk about, and she talks about, how therapists have, like, the hardest job. They need to pay attention to their self-care. Like, the the job is, like, abnormal. That Good thing I'm not a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so, like, oh, my God, somebody knows... Somebody's talking about how hard this work is. And like, yeah, no, I'm, that's been happening I'm more and more. I'm literally lately, wanting right? to scream on a hill and go, like, right. D- do you fucking. While, while people hurl at us everyday bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> not taking into account who the fuck I am. <laughs> do you know what I do for humanity? <laughs> yeah, no. And we, yeah, we've had to work with that a lot. But like, but yeah, anyway, it was yeah, just really nice to be, to hear people talk about it. And the remedy for that has been yeah guess what you don't get to be special yep like that's what i just came up with a few days ago it's like i i still have this thing where and it's the first time i've ever said this publicly <laughs> i just said it to Lacey the other day and it was an original moment oh and the dove just flew up well we've, that solo dove we've been having this conversation for the last couple months i feel like yeah but i mean what i realized about it was that I'm I I immediately get hurt when I get hurt really easily with people who are close to me who don't t- and I'm not talking about Darren. <laughs> Darren and I are good. <laughs> and by the way, we really are and it's really nice. I was just thinking about how much I love him today. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah, now. but anyway, I'll I'll come back. So so I get hurt when it's like, don't you know how many hours I'm spending helping people get well? And and it's a part of like, it's like, it's a projection. This, yeah, it's a projection. It's an ownership of like, it's like going, God, they're not thinking about, and, and it's a specialness. It's like, here I am. And I'm, and I'm looking at Lacey and she's going, mm-hmm. <laughs> because we had this, her and I had this debate recently about, you know, I, I was telling her at, at sort of the peak of our difficulty in the last few months that she's like, I'm sorry, but you're not special. <laughs> and like <laughs> out of context, it yeah. sounds terrible, no. but yeah. But like, Hey, you're not special. Nobody's special. And I was like, yeah, I am special. <laughs> 
<laughs> and everybody's special, basically. Like, I don't think I'm more special than people, but I feel like, you know, I was like, I need to take care of myself. And it's that thing that Jules talking about where I was like, no, you were saying your life is different than people and that right. it's harder. Right. And I, I understood, like, I totally get got what you were saying. And I listen, I'm on the complete other side of that. And it's just as detrimental where I'm like, I'm not special at all. And no, everybody hates me. Right. <laughs> so like, well, I was just like the repetition of this work, the, the frequency of it being higher than it's ever been. And that I'm, I thought that I was shying away from working with trauma, but it's not like people come to me and that's what the whole thing is. It's that it's resolving trauma. Yeah. And I'm saying that's everybody's difficulty is relative to their circumstances and the person grocery bagger has the same stresses that you have. And I was going like, no, that just not, that's not right. And anyway, in, in my specialness, it hurts me because I'm like, I'm thinking that people aren't taking into account like what my life must be like. And then they're just hurling bullshit at me. Yeah. And I don't think you're alone in that. I feel that way sometimes. I'm sure everybody, and we should be better at saying you worked really hard today. I see you. Yeah. And I, and that's a part of me that doesn't feel that I'm special to be able to say that because I, you know, this is the, this is the duality of it is that I come from, surrendering all my ideas i come from humility in this place of like going fuck my ideas have hurt me so much and they've hurt my family and and they've made me selfish and abandoning that and then being rescued being rescued by by an uh, invisible truth being rescued by life itself and going like here we're going to pick you up but just stay the fuck out of the way and we'll do the rest and so I come from that most recently. Non-attachment and then. Right. And uh, yeah, exactly. And I'm going like, fuck, yeah, just don't be a person. Don't fuck this up. Stay out of the way and let spirit move through you. Watch it do its work. And it has and it continues to. But then I go, <laughs> I'm wanting some ownership of being the body that it's moving through. And I'm starting to get into that thing of like, what, like. People don't take into account that I work in mental health, even though I don't work in mental health. (laughs) Yeah. You know, people don't take into account like what days can be like in the kind of stories. And and I get hurt by it. I get hurt by the people, some of the people closest to me just not taking that into account. And my specialness starts to really suck. It starts to hurt. And And they're mostly not taking it into account because they're in their own exhaustion. Right. Of their own. Not because they don't care about me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And we could all do better at asking each other about our our day and yeah. seeing seeing each other in that way. Yeah. And and so I got to this point again a few days ago. Like over the weekend, I realized this. I realized how much it was hurting me again, and this is just it's ego again presenting itself going like you're somebody. And wh- this is the difficulty with the message of what Jewel was saying because it's like I yeah, we do need to speak up and we do need to take care of ourselves. Mental yeah, but we don't worker. need every we don't need everybody to know it or see it. We just right. need to take our own responsibility around it. Yeah. Right. Whether it whether people are No, definitely. Yeah. Good luck with right. waiting for people to Yeah, I had to leave a fucking 
$100,000 paying job because I was people, I just was like, I nobody else is going to stop being exhausted and like have vicarious trauma except for myself. Like I had to, I had to take responsibility for it. Yeah. At the height of like what I could say my career, you know? Yeah. Couldn't wait around for somebody to go, Lacey, you're really tired. You need a vacation. Or I see how hard you're working. It's advocating. You're just like, we're constantly needing to advocate for ourselves. Everyone, not just saying Lacey and I. Everybody's needing to advocate for themselves. And a part of the problem isn't the advocating itself. It's recognizing that there's something wrong. It's like recognizing that that your ideas may be hurting you that you, this is the lack of mindfulness thing can lead you to being in such confusion that you don't know what is health. You don't know what success is. Yeah. And, and you're I, thinking it's a bunch of other things. And I think advocating for ourselves, we get confused with the see me, see me, see me. Yeah. When really advocating for myself is like waking up and making healthy choices and telling people I love them and it's not about waiting around for like the pat on the back. But I think people, when they say I need to advocate for myself, they want to get something out of that right. advocation. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah. So wait, so, so right. They do mean that. And even like, so advocating for yourself is not getting something out of it is what? Like I'm thinking of like, that's confusing to me. Like when you're, when you're like, you, like you hurt me, you hurt me with what you said. Like you can say that, but you can't, you can't expect the other person to change, to say something to comfort you. Hopefully they do, right? but you can't expect it. I have to figure out how to self-soothe if I, the only point of that is for me to say that hurt. It's not what comes after me saying right. that. And, and, and you know my theory on that is that if people had done that, if they hadn't apologized, if they hadn't changed, but if they had just stated recognition yeah. Yeah. in the past when they were hurting us, seeing that they're doing that or seeing that we're being hurt, if they just recognized that we wouldn't have lived our lives in such bewilderment of like and chaos, you know, um, we just trying to figure it out and going like, am I crazy? Like, did, was that not, am I just being sensitive as I've been billed my whole life? Yeah. But, but still, it's still wanting somebody to see. And I think, yeah. if, I think if we see ourselves and we advocate for ourselves and we take care of ourselves, we're more likely than to say, I hear you. I see you. I respect your boundary, but it all has to start with like, me going like, I can't do this job anymore because it's hurting my health. And 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 then I'll notice down the line if I have an employee that their health is being hurt because I took action on my own well-being. Like, you know what I mean? I just We have to be really careful about like wanting to get something out of anything. Well, you mean wanting to be able to receive it. Not not I don't think we need to be careful about wanting wanting to get something out of life. We're here to be able to to mingle and create with life itself and bring things into form. We're creators. 
we're a part of creation and we're creators and we're, we're here to, to, I mean, get things is like a, a really, I just mean when you're advocating, right? For no, I know what you mean, yeah. but the, the wording, I'm just saying like to get something and you mean like, be careful about trying to get something because the person that you're trying to get something from needs to be ripened in that way. And that's very rarely the case. Like we, what we're hoping for them to see may not be seen. It doesn't mean don't, don't try. No, no, no. It no. just means no, no, no. I'm not temper your expectations no, I'm, I'm with saying, reality. And I'm saying it's yeah. all about you speaking right. your experience. Right. What comes after that you stay out of. Right. You stay right. out of the fruits right. of your labor. Yeah. I help people to help people. Yeah. I don't worry about whether somebody stays sober or not. And that's a like a crazy thing to say, but it's like I do Give no, it, I give it my all, but yeah. I stay out of, and that's like what the Bhagavad Gita is. A lot of the Bhagavad Gita is about ancient yeah. Hindu texts. It's like that's one of the things I feel most grateful about coming into working in mental health and, and addiction in the last the last few years was coming into it not knowing, like exactly what you just said. You know, sort of, I the formula was never to keep somebody sober. The formula was never to have some long-standing goal. The formula was to take care of the moment yeah. and to leave the rest. The, I mean, it's not we're not responsible for someone else's karma, but we uh, we can be responsible for the moment. Yeah, you know, and and being our best in that moment and seeing it as impermanent. This time, I mean, I'm so glad you brought up when you said earlier. It's so funny when you said. Uh, you know, this world of addiction and mental health that we've been working in, like, I felt, uh, it's so weird, but I felt like, I was like, oh yeah, like, I, I'm not sitting around thinking about that that's what we're coming from, and when it gets recognized, I go like, Jesus Christ. Dude, I know, I have to remind myself. Hundreds of people in the last 13 years. Trauma. Hundreds, like constantly. Hundred, yeah. Like right. I have to, because it was also amazing and beautiful. Mostly amazing, beautiful, Definitely. fun, ama- amazing. We got to have style while doing it. <laughs> I know we got to like, like it was a jean jacket patch culture. Pull cars. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Had clients making jean jackets with patches on them to match. The, like it's a culture thing. It was like yeah. it was, yeah. It's like belonging to something that that. Like we could all stand to belong to something that doesn't have expectations. And that's what I think people gravitated towards with working with us was that it, we make them feel like they belong to something without any expectations attached to it. Yeah. That's an original thought in this moment. Yeah. I, yeah. It's nice to hear, but I think about, I think, I think about that. I think I think about that. I think I think about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, the train. I think I thought about that. I think I thought about that. I think I thought about that. But the thing about like the not expecting the like the working with the moment. I mean, I feel like that's why you and I, it's why I can be successful in this moment way more than I would have been a year ago like I didn't like doing podcasts like this because I was like so worried about 
the outcome. I was so worried that you were going to say the right thing, that I was going to say the right thing, if it was going to ruin our relationship. Like, I was just, like, not in it. I was, like, yeah, so everywhere else other than just, like, yeah. hot, spending 40 minutes doing something interesting. Right. And <laughs> thank you. Thank you for <laughs> Recent that. Jamie quote. <laughs> um, and... And, and like beyond this, beyond this, it's like, I've just really had to like turn it around back on myself and like really take care of myself and not expect anything from you. I think that's why I didn't enjoy it. I mean, thoroughly, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't enjoy it thoroughly and why early on we had some conversations afterwards. I was like, Hey, I don't want like all these corrections and like, and, and, and stuff like that. And, and you've been open about it. I'm, I'm really appreciative of that, but I, I, it's nice to hear that and to hear the distance from that because yeah, that was a part of it where I was like, I don't want to do that. Like I used to have to look things up. Like if, no, I know. I just really care about what people think of me. I still do, but I, you've gotten less so much better every day. It's totally. Like really cool. You're yeah, it is. If anybody needs help. With that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, did you know that you can find Lacey at Unconventional Gardener? Such a great name. So proud of that. Name. Yeah, it's a good one. Tiger, our our son. <laughs> it's nice. Um, yeah, Lacey's a step parent, like just for sure, even without the marriage certificate. Mm-hmm. Like she and they consider her that, and so. Um. Tiger was like the other day, he's like, I think it's really rare that we got all these names. Like that love is the author wasn't taken. He's like, like the dis- like disguised tiger wasn't taken. <laughs> like unconventional gardener. I was like, yeah. I was like, I know that is really great. And we have a friend at kissing horses, which he was really blown away that that one is free. And I was like, I don't know if that's a thing. It's in the thought, but it's a very sweet uh, thinking. It's because the divine. It really. Yeah. And that's the thing with with these kids at least is that like tiger will be quiet and all of a sudden he'll think about, he'll say something that he was thinking and it's like, wow, that your regard, you know, you're, you're thinking about people and you're thinking about like really sweet thoughts in your free time in your mind's free time. So his mind, it, that, that, level of care I was thinking about the other day as I was driving home and there's this uh, alternate way to get to Ojai once you get once you drive up the 33 there's this you can drive through a more sort of residential and not drive through the cities to get to downtown Ojai proper and it's a street called uh what is it Creek 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 Road right it's not even a street it's a road and and I was driving that at night coming home from dropping the kids and, and, and it was very dark and I'm, I'm just, so I'm turning on the high beams, but I'm like, I'm doing the mindfulness driving thing where I'm really wanting to just flip them back the moment I see a car and not flash them even for a second with high beam. And my hand is just riding the, yeah the control to make sure that it happens and I was taking it so seriously and I was looking at it from an outer body sort of experience of just being awareness and going like, that is so sweet that you care that much. Yeah. You know, that you're doing that, that you're just yeah. a fraction of a second would mean something to you 
to be able to save somebody from being flashed at night. I think that's part of why we're exhausted so much at the end of the day. Because like, <laughs> I feel like that's like all, everything I do. And that's right. why I have to watch the hypervigilance thing. It's because I feel like there's so much care around like not wanting to get in somebody's way or wanting to make sure I smile at somebody or want to make sure I, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And there's just a, t- that is one tiny example of, yeah, I guess living it's living consciously. Right, which is it's it's thoughtful and without watching it it becomes self-consciousness. Right. Children and it becomes exactly what you were talking about of this hypervigilance of like is everybody okay? And if everybody's not okay, they can't leave the room because I need to attend to their thing. And oh my god, where is it going? Don't leave the room with all those feelings that I think you're having. That's why that quote hit me, that Chogum Trumpa quote. It's like too much consciousness is self-consciousness. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. Totally. So there has to be mindfulness around your consciousness. Right. Well, that's been a great way to spend the hour. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is amazing. This is really great. It feels so free. Yeah, it's fun. It's nice to have our own microphones. It's nice to have this sound, this warm sound. It's nice to have an opening song, which I don't know what that is yet, but whatever's playing at the opening you'll know before I do in this present moment. And it's nice to, I'm, I'm seriously considering doing a, a separate, separate podcast about music and that may be coming. I feel, I just want to state to everybody, like before starting this podcast today, I went out to the back door. I mean, I went and looked out the back door and looked at the city and I thought about all of you and I thought like, I really want to bring in, I want to get hit with the inspiration of being able to say, Oh, Lacey took a picture. She took a picture of, uh, of me doing that. And I'm out in the back. And so, yeah, no, you're doing, yeah, no, that's what I was doing. So I was, out there thinking about all of you and thinking about connecting to you all. And I wanted to have the right thing to say. And I know that that's a fool's errand that how could I find something that would satisfy everyone here listening. But I hope that I hope that this has been a beneficial way to spend your time. And we're really happy to uh, bring this these ideas and these conversations to you in a higher audio form and headphones look really good on you. Thanks. Yeah. And, um, it's a great time. Yeah, it's great. So we'll see you next time and look out for more podcasts coming in high frequency. Wrong, wrong.